Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. A series called The Balancing Act. If you've missed any of it, um, go back and watch it. But today I get to talk about something that a lot of us really, really struggle with. In fact, I would probably say at some point, 90% of us struggle with what I'm about to talk to you about. And I'm going to be talking about anger and tempers. Anger and tempers. And some of you lost it on the way this to church this morning. Um, and you're just like, dadgummit, did you have to preach on that this Sunday? Yes, I did. Um, so um, I, I controlled mine this week pretty well because I knew what I was preaching on. So, um, But this is a big issue, and I don't think it could be more timely that as we're coming to kind of a close of Little League Baseball, I just read a story this week that out in the Denver, Colorado area, parents got in a full-blown brawl during a seven-year-old baseball game, okay? Here's what's happening. There's a seven-year-old baseball game. There's a 13-year-old umpire calling the game. That's the first problem. Um, and so a 13-year-old umpire makes a controversial call. I'm like, how controversial can it be? It's seven-year-old baseball. Um, but seven-year-old baseball game, the parents from both sides get irate. And I'm not talking about the men, ladies. This is no pass on the ladies. These parents came out, and I mean full. Men were hitting women. Women were hitting men in the face. It was nuts, um, and the, the, the police got called out, and the police are like, I think the parents are the ones that need to grow up, you know? And I'm like, yeah, give it to them, police officers. Um, and and I'm, after I'm looking at it, I'm like, they need to stop smoking so much weed in Colorado is what I'm thinking, because it ain't mellowing nobody out at all, or maybe smoke some more. I got no idea, but I'm like, you got recreational weed over there. Like, use it. Anyone? No, don't use it. Um, some of you are like, what is happening to our pastor? Um, we're not exempt from this here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, last year, fall 2018, Union third grade football versus Bixby third grade football. The Union coaches are on their side. Um, let me paint the picture. The game is in the fourth quarter. Union is winning the football game, okay? Some of you remember this story. They are winning the football game by double 
digits. And two of the coaches on the union football team get in such a heated argument that one of the coaches puts the other one in a chokehold during the game. They have an all-out brawl. Don't believe me, search it. Um, they, they, they are literally yelling profanities, screaming, fighting. I mean, losing their ever losing their mind on the side of a football field and they're winning like I could understand if you were losing maybe right um but they're winning I'm like what's going on and and here's the deal I'm not going to sit up here and act like I've never gotten a technical foul being an assistant coach of my girls basketball team um but it was fifth grade and it was for real you know I'm not I'm not I'm not going to get up here and say I don't get caught up in the moment but what I do understand is this, is that when you and I allow anger and temper to come into our life, anger is such a violent and instant emotion and reaction that it knocks your life off balance instantly. And for some of us, we've got to get a hold of this area of our life because it's knocking everything off balance in our life. Proverbs 29, verse 11 says this. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Daniel, can you turn me down just a little bit, buddy? Um, Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Here's the goal from our text this morning. Is that the the, the wise, the goal is to realize it's foolish to vent my anger to let it go, to let it flow. It's foolish for me to vent my anger. It's foolish to vent my anger via text, yes. It's foolish to vent my anger via email, um, in person, over the phone, on social media, amen, said everybody. Um, But when I can hold my anger back, it's always wise. It's always beneficial for me to be able to hold my, so, to hold my anger back. So how do we do this? How do we get back on balance in this area of my life? Because here's where a lot of us are. We're excusing our unbalance. And we just say, well, I am a person that has a quick temper. This was the way I was raised. This is just part of my culture. This is part of who I am. And I just lose it and I lose my anger and I have a quick temper. And hear me today. Man, I love you. I want everything for you. But if it's going to get better, you got to stop, you got to stop excusing it away and you got to start dealing with it and the reality of the problems that it's causing you. So if we're going to get back on balance, If we're going to be like the wise and learn to hold it back instead of being like the fools who vent their anger, I really think we've got to understand the fallout that anger and a temper brings to our life. Because when we understand the severity of the fallout that comes with a temper and with anger, it causes us to take action. So the first thing I want you to understand, the fallout that happens is this. When you lose your temper, you lose it everything. When you lose your temper... You lose at everything. When you lose it, you lose. Psalms 37 verse 8, stop being angry. Turn from your rage and do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For all of you with road rage, this is a great verse for you right now. Right? Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Take off your foundation church bumper sticker. Don't lose 
Your temper, it only leads to harm. I had a friend named Natalie um, in high school when she turned 16, um, from 16, from the age 16 times in that first year. Everything she got in, she wrecked, right? And I was like, we didn't ride with Natalie because we valued our life, right? Like, we're like, turn around, don't drown. You just valued your life and well-being. You didn't let Natalie drive your car because she was not a good driver. Some of you got to understand the reason there's road rage that always follows you, you're just a horrible driver. Like, it's not everybody. It really is you. Um, But um, she was a horrible driver, and we did not let Natalie get into the driver's seat, and we didn't get in the car with Natalie because we didn't want to wreck. When you allow anger in the driver's seat of your life, it wrecks everything. Man, it wrecks everything. When you allow your temper to come in, temp, man, a quick temper brings quick destruction. A quick temper brings quick and fatal destruction to so many different areas of your life. And you can't, some of you, you just the very beginning, stop being angry. Get rid of the rage. You lose your temper because it only leads to harm. Three, four things, really, I think that losing your temper and your anger cost you that I have really seen, and the first one is this, it's relationships. I've seen anger, and I've seen people have it out um, in person, over social media, texting one another. Man, if you've got an issue, let me just give you some practical advice. Don't text it. At least call them so they can hear your tone, or even better, have that hard conversation in person, because anybody can be a bully behind a computer, and you can be really brave behind a computer. Um, But man, have the courage to talk to them in person. But when you lose your anger and your temper, it costs you relationships. It costs some parents here the relationship with their kids, and it's cost some kids here the relationship with their parents. And some of you parents, man, you're destroying your relationship with your teenager because they make you mad all the time. They're teenagers. They're going to make you mad all the time. It's part of it. Don't, don't let them grow up in a house where they learned it was okay to lose their temper and their anger because they saw you doing it all the time. Or guess what? They're going to be carrying into their marriage and into their relationships. It, it, it costs marriages. It costs friendships. Second thing is it, it costs your respect. I've never seen somebody who was a quick temper on the little league field that a lot of people respected. Like, yeah, he totally blew up in that second grade game, and I really respect him a lot for that. Way to go, bro. Like, way to go. Like, he is like up here in my top of people. No, you, usually you're like, dude, you got to come see my coach. He is an idiot, right? You're like, he just loses it and is so fun to watch because it's crazy. Um, here's the deal it is that when you lose your anger, you lose respect. When you lose your temper, you lose respect. When you lose your, the other thing, you lose your reputation. You, you do. You, you get a reputation for being something other than a wise person. You get a reputation for being a hot-tempered person. And you lose, it brings destruction on opportunities. And so some of us, we should be so much further along at the place we work and our place of employment. And where we are is where we are because we have not been able to hold back our anger because we've given full vent to our anger. We've just let it go. And it's cost us opportunity. It's cost us positions because of our Anger. I loved what Eleanor Roosevelt said. She said, anger is one letter short of danger. 
Anger is one letter short of danger, and it's so true. Proverbs 14, 17, short-tempered people do foolish things, and schemers are hated. The second thing, the second fallout it has in our life is this, is that you have to realize if you have a temper problem, you have a self-control problem. If you have a temper problem, you have a self-control problem. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit, singular, not a bunch of them, fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let me, let me just stop here just for a second because if you guys can keep this verse up for there, there for just a second, we, we just kind of trail off after love, joy, and peace, right? Like we know the, the first three fruits of the Spirit. Yeah, it's love, joy, peace, meekness, goodness, kindness, something, faithfulness, and I think patience is in there. And, and, and we're like, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I've got love, joy, and peace down, um, but man, I, I, I really don't have the attribute of patience and kindness and goodness. So I'm kind of good, I guess. Um, faithfulness when I want to be, um, gentleness. But when I'm kind of tired and then self-control, whatever that means, um, yeah, sure, sign me up. Here's what you have to understand. As a follower of Christ, if you're a follower of Christ in this place, if you're not, you're exempt from this right now, okay? So you can take this point off, okay? Good news. But if you are a follower of Christ, this is supposed to be evident in every follower of Christ's life. It's not that you have love over here and you have a fruit of joy over here and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control and faithfulness and all. No, no, no. It's all encompassed in one fruit. We're not talking about the gifts of spirit where some of you are great teachers and some of you are great leaders and some of you are prophesiers and some of you are helpers. No, 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 no. We're talking for you as a follower of Christ, this should be evident. And one of those characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. And self-control defined means this, control over your feelings or actions. Control over your feelings or actions. And if you are not in control over your feelings or actions, your feelings and your actions are in control of you. If you, if you don't get control... What I have found is most of the time, my actions follow my emotions. My actions follow my feelings most of the time. And if I don't have self-control, I have no self-control over my emotions. And my emotions are in control of my life. And I'm like this instead of like this. I love what Proverbs says in Proverbs 25, verse 28. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. What does that mean? It means this, a city with broken down walls was very easy to defeat because they had no defense. And the enemy could come in and, and just destroy it and rob it and, and, and do whatever they wanted because there was no defense. They had no guard up to defend themselves from the enemy. And the Bible is saying this, man, if, if you don't have self-control, you're just like that city. The enemy can come in and he can throw an emotion and you're just following your emotions and your actions are following your emotions instead of your emotions coming under the authority of self-control, which is the fruit of the Spirit. Man, understand that if you don't have, if you have a temper problem, you have a self-control problem. 
And you got to get, you got to get, what self-control mean? It means you got control of yourself, right? Like, you got control of, you get control of yourself, son. I mean, get control of yourself. The third fallout is this. You can't be wise and have a temper. You can't be wise and have a temper. Proverbs 14, 29 says this. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Ecclesiastes 7, 9. I love this one. Control your temper for anger labels you a fool. When your temper is present, wisdom is absent. When your temper, your anger is present in a situation, I can promise you this much, wisdom is absent. I have rarely done anything I have been proud of when I have been angry. And I would venture to say what is true for me is true for you. When you have been angry, when you have lost your temper, you haven't pointed to that point in your life and been like, yeah, that was a highlight reel for my life. No. Why? Because wisdom was absent. You said things, you did things, you reacted to things because you lost your temper. And when you allowed temper to take control and get into the driver's seat, it wrecked it all. And we want to be considered this wise person, and we want to be considered this, you know, man, he's just got wisdom, and he's got understanding, and he's this wise person. Hear me. If you allow temper to be present in your life, and in your home, and in your relationships, and at the job site, and at work, and wherever you go, you can't be wise while losing your temper. It's either I have an anger issue, or I have a wisdom characteristic. You can't have both. So how do we get back on balance when it comes to your temper and anger? Three things. The first thing is you have to ask yourself a question. And the first question is this. You have to ask, is it worth losing it? Is it worth losing it? What I mean by this, is it worth losing it over? Is it worth losing my ever-loving mind? Is this my hill that I'm going to die on, right? You got to pick your hills. You got to pick your issues. Is this one of them? I've been saving this illustration for so long. A California woman pleaded guilty and has been smacked with jail time for assaulting a McDonald's manager because she did not receive enough ketchup with her order. On April 12th, Myra Gallo was sentenced to 18 days behind bars and 15 days of community service for the October 2018 incident. Man, there were some people losing their mind in 2018 of the fall. The 24-year-old woman has additionally been ordered to enroll in anger management course and has been placed on informal probation for three years. Now, let me pause here. Like, I understand if it's spicy ketchup from Whataburger, but we're talking about like McDonald's ketchup here. Like, come on, come on. Back in the fall, Gallo entered the McDonald's through the employee back door in search of ketchup because she allegedly didn't get her ketchup or enough of the condiment. With the meal she had ordered at the drive-thru, surveillance videos reportedly show Gallo slamming the employee's head into drink machines. Though other employees of McDonald's tried and failed to intervene, Gallo did not leave the restaurant until a male accomplice entered the food chain. I loved what Corporal Anthony Bertega said. Um, he, he says this. It's like, this is great. He says, there's no reason to physically assault someone because you didn't get enough ketchup, right? Like you had to bring wisdom and understanding to us 
in, in that moment of the, of the situation. We all understand that. And here's what I would tell you. In life, there's going to be ketchup packet moments, right? There's going to be moments that you get irritated about it and you get upset about it, but it's a ketchup moment. And you got to ask yourself, is this, is this really worth me losing it over? Is, it, is this, is it, we, have, we have a couple that kind of meets with us and they said, man, you got to, as parents, you, as people, you got to find your hills that you're going to die on. And if you're going to die on it, you die on it, right? You pick the fight, you win the fight as a parent. But if it's not your hill, it's a catch-up moment. And some of us, we get worked up over every little thing. Everything that doesn't go right, somebody, somebody looks at you in a way you don't like. I don't like the way she looked at me. And it's always a girl. I don't know why, um, but it is. She just totally mugged me down. She mean mugging me, right? You know, like Stephen and Nicole Ragsdale. I have a little kid, Zeke Ragsdale. Man, this kid's got the littlest, meanest mugging look with his brows. He like looks at me like this every time. Like, what, what's up, bro? Like, why are you talking to me, stupid, right? I don't sit there and go, Zeke, don't look at me like that, son. I'll whip your butt. You know, no. It's, but some of us, we get worked up over every single thing, and our life is never on balance. Why? Because we're getting upset over the catch-up moments. Is it really worth losing it over? Proverbs 19.11 says this, sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. You, you can't be sensible and emotional at the same time and at the same place. You're one or the other. And most of the time where we're emotional, we're not sensible. You, sensible people, sensible people control their temper and they earn respect by overlooking wrongs. And there's going to be, you're going to, newsflash, you're going to be wronged. Somebody's going to cut you off in traffic. Your kid's going to say something. Your spouse is going to say something. Something's going to happen at you, with to your kids. Something's going to, there's going to be wrongs that happen. And you've got to ask yourself, and you better determine it way before the situation arrives, be, that you're being proactive instead of reactive. Is, is this my hill or is this ketchup? Is this my hill? Or is this ketchup? Because what I can tell you is this. If you don't control your temper, your temper will control you. And it's just true. Proverbs 12, 16 says this. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. And there's going to be things that make you angry. There's going to be things that make you feel disrespected. There's going to be people that call you names, that talk about your kids, when are if you can be calm, the Bible says this, you're counted as wise. But a fool allows himself to be quick-tempered and react. Second thing is this. You learn to slow your roll. If you're going to get back on balance, I've, sh I've shared this exact point before. If you're going to get back on balance, and I have no better way to, to phrase it than this, you've got to slow your Roll. Man, some of you, you just, oh no, you didn't. And you do the, the, the dad fast walk when your dad got mad and he just starts taking off like he's a mole walker all of a sudden with like all white Reeboks. You're like, what happened? Woo, dad, when did you start moving so fast? Like some of you, that is a lot. You were like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't talk to me like that. You're not going to do that. You've got to slow 
your role. Breathe, right? You're turning red. Breathe. Your life's all, you just jump off the tightrope. You're like, I don't care about balance in my life anymore. Slow down. Breathe and slow your roll. James 1, verse 19 through 20 says this. Understand this. My dear brothers and sisters, everyone in this place, understand this. You must all be quick to listen. He's given you two ears. Use them in proportion to your mouth. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Why? Because verse 20, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Here's what I would tell you is get the facts before you react. It rhymes, so it's got to be biblical, right? Get the facts before you react. In Proverbs, it talks about get wisdom and understanding, though it costs all you have. Get it. Why? Because when I take time to get wisdom and understanding, I can respond accordingly to the situation that is aggravating me and making me just flat out mad. But if you don't get the facts, if you do not get wisdom and understanding about what has occurred and what has happened and you're just rushing in and you haven't slowed your role, you are going to act in a disproportionate way towards the facts and towards the situation. If you're going to be wise, you have got, if you're going to be balanced, you've got to slow your role. Don't be such a hothead. Don't jump to conclusions that you don't have the facts that support the conclusions. Some of us, I mean, we're running like we're the United States government. We just jumped to this conclusion. You know, I saw an article, so it must be true. It's not true just because your kid said it was true. Woo! Some of you are like, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Get the facts before you react so that you can react accordingly. Man, slow your roll. Some of you, just to give you a very tangible way of doing this, you need to find somebody that can help you slow your roll. Right? For me, it's my wife. My wife gets this, actually, if that's a scary thought. Um, is there, I don't have a, a quick temper. I don't get angry easily. But when I do, dad gum, you better get out of my way. I am a quick getter into it. I don't need the facts. This is what, I know the facts. Like, I don't need wisdom and understanding. I know it, Casey, you know. And, and she's like, okay, I hear what you're saying. I see where you're coming from. She's doing all these counseling, counseling verbiage. I hear you. I see you now. Why don't we do that? And she walks it back like I'm the Incredible Hulk. Son's getting real low, big guy. You know, like, calm down. And I'm like, all right, all right. And she does a good job helping me to get wisdom and to get understanding when I want to react. And some of you, you need that person. And some of you, you've got to have enough self-control to allow that person to be in your life and to help you in the situation. Slow your role and not get mad at them when they're trying to bring wisdom and understanding to the situation with you because they're for you. Slow. If you're going to get back on balance, is it worth it? Is it worth losing it? Slow your role. And the third one is this. Deal with it. Don't suppress it. You're going to get angry. The Bible says this, in your anger, don't sin. Deal with it. Don't suppress it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 through 27 says, and don't let sin con 
uh, don't let sin, and don't sin, there we go, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. We'll get to the second part of this in just a second. Deal with it. Don't suppress it. Because you know what happens when you suppress it? The devil gets a foothold, and a foothold turns into a stronghold in your life. A stronghold, it's, it's, this is going to blow your mind, a stronghold is a hold that is strong. What? Um, it's what it is. You know what, hap- what happens to us when we suppress our anger is what happened to me on Monday. Monday afternoon, we had some plumbing done here at the church, and the water had to be turned off. off. Um, and so the, the missions trip rules applied. If it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down until the water got turned back on. And I'm sorry for this illustration. This is the illustration God gave me, and I hope he never gives me another one like this. So I go into the bathroom. The water has been turned back on. I come up, and the, there's yellow in the urinal. So I go to flush the urinal, and when I do, no lie, this happened Monday at 1 o'clock, it goes, boosh, all over me. All over me is urine. And I'm like, uh, uh, you know, I'm just like, I, I'm just like, this is, this is the grossest thing. I mean, I'm, I'm just covered in it. I'm like, okay, Monday, I got you, Satan. You know, I'm just like, you go, point one, Satan, you won this one. I'm just going to give it up to you right now. You won. Um, and I, lucky I had some old gym clothes from that morning. I went to the sky, showered, put some gym clothes on. I was like, Ugh. you know, I just, sh- I just stood in the shower just in a fetal position. Can I tell you? What happened to me is what happens when you suppress your anger and you don't deal with it. And it just goes everywhere. And it makes a mess. It does. It makes a mess and it's gross. And you're going, man, I, I, I just kept it down and kept suppressing it and it just came out. And all of a sudden, what happens is verse 31. It says, get rid of all bitterness Rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. When you don't deal with your anger, hear me, verse 31 becomes a reality in your life. And your anger has turned to bitterness and rage and harsh words and slander and unforgiveness and all these things. So if we're going to deal with it, verse 31, 32 tells us how to deal with it. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And you know how you get, get rid of your anger problem? You forgive it. You forgive whatever's made you angry. You, you forgive whatever has stirred you up and made you upset. You've got to forgive to get rid of it. You gotta forgive ever set in, you gotta forgive it, and you gotta extend kindness even when they're the ones that made you mad. If your life's gonna be on balance, you gotta learn to forgive because what I can tell you is unforgiveness almost always travels with anger. And whatever's made you angry, I can almost bet you that you have unforgiveness towards that person or that situation. And if you're going to deal with it and not suppress it, you've got to forgive it away. 
Proverbs 29, 11. I've got, to, I've got to close. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Let us live like the wise and not the foolish. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. And God, I pray right now that in this place that you would speak to our hearts and to our minds. God, I, I ask that, Lord, that you would help us get on balance in this area of our life. Lord, for some of us, we have problems with our temper, we have problems with anger, and as a result, we have self-control problems. We have, we, have, we have made a mess of things, and Lord, we're just trying to deal with things and the fallout of our anger. But Lord, I pray that we wouldn't just try keep living the same way and expecting a different uh, uh, response. We wouldn't expect a different result, but Lord, there would be a change that happens in us today. The Lord, we would not be like the foolish, but we would be like the wise. And the Lord, we would just understand what anger and temper does to our life. But God, I pray that, Lord, you'd help us to be wise, that we wouldn't get upset and worked up over everything, but we'd realize some of the things that are making us mad are just catch-up moments. Lord, it's not the hill, it's the catch-up. And so, Lord, I pray for some of us in this place that we would ask questions, that we would get wisdom and understanding, we would slow down, that we would listen a whole lot more than we talk. And the Lord, we'd extend forgiveness. Some of us, we've allowed unforgiveness and we've allowed our anger turn into unforgiveness and bitterness and rage and it's, we spew it on everyone we come into contact with and it's ruined relationships, it's ruined our joy, it's decaying our faith. So Lord, I ask right now that in this place, you would help us to get back on balance and to be like the wise instead of the short-tempered. It's in Jesus' name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed in this place today if you're here. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.